This episode is brought to you by Carvana. They'll drive you happy. Carvana has purchased over a million cars from happy customers by giving them an offer within minutes. And they can do the same for you. Carvana will give you a real offer for your car within minutes. Then they'll come to pick up your car and pay you on the spot. So to get a real offer on your vehicle in minutes, download the app or visit Carvana.com. But what's good with everybody? Hopefully everybody having a good day. Got to talk some Virginia football, man. Get excited. You've been seeing all the tweets and, and commitments and things of that nature, transfers. We'll talk about all of that. If you want to be a speaker, just hit the request button. Definitely let you tap in and share your thoughts. Um, as always, let's be respectful. It's a fun space, man. Um, you don't have to be aficionado to be a speaker and to share your thoughts. That's just that's not my lane. I like to just interact and, and speak with everyone. Um but yeah, man, let Jeremy j- jump up in here, and I'll find some of the tweets of the commitments and transfers and things of that nature. What's up, Jeremy? What's happening, Hulk? Chilling, man. I know that's right. That's good. Yeah, I was looking for. I was yeah. looking forward to this, man. I I was hustling over the weekend. I I didn't keep up to date with it, but when I settled down last night and I saw the tweets from the uh, from the the commits, I was I was excited. It's good to see. It's good to see uh, linemen coming in. Yeah, definitely, man. Definitely good to see linemen coming in, and um, you know, other commits of that nature. You see, just see the coaches they hit they hitting the ground running. Oh yeah, and that's why it's important to, to make sure your staff is legit, and that everybody can get out there and um and build relationships, man. Versus just trying to make haste moves to appease everybody else and you never know how it can hurt you in the back end. So I'm liking what I'm seeing, man, and it's a process, you know. Um they released the the date for the spring game as well. I'll get those tweets in here. But uh what else you gotta say, man? I'm gonna I'm gonna let others just come up and talk versus trying to dominate it, delete it off. I wanna hear what fans gotta say. Not much man. I really came in just to listen to I'm I got some work things going on so I just, I just really wanted to hear what everybody else's thought, what thoughts were on on the commits. I've been seeing a lot of tweets from coaches in the seven seven five seven eight zero four. You know, Coach Elliott and, and the gang are you know getting to those schools and making you know making their faces seen, which which really excites me. So I just want to hear what everybody else got to say about it. No doubt, man. This is definitely good. Like, if you're just joining in now, you can request to be a speaker. Just share your thoughts on the latest moves from the coaching staff as far as commits and or transfers, other um, athletes you think the uh, coaching staff should target. Your thoughts on the spring game date. Uh, you can also talk about the NFL playoff games from yesterday, too. You can have fun. You don't have to just all be just – Virginia football 24-7 the entire time in the space. But um, I love getting that feedback and, and checking the temperature, man. That's what it's all about when I do these spaces on Monday. Because um, a lot of times you just find yourself reading articles and listening to other folks talk. But why not be a part of the conversation? So that's why I started these spaces, man. For sure. I, I see a couple of the other, other recruits in here. I want to shout them out because they, they was heavy yesterday. Uh, with the retweets and the and the tweeting and it's getting the excitement up, uh, especially the the young homie Xavier. He was he was he was all over. That's 
Yeah, man, they do a great job, man. Like, that's the thing, man. Recruits can be great tools as far as recruiting their peers and, and recruiting um, other players, man. Um, I think a lot of people fail to realize that. And, and these young these young people got a lot of power, man. They got a lot of influence. So it's dope to see them, you know, retweeting and, and sharing each other information and things of that nature. That's why you want fans to be positive, <clears throat> when they tweet about the university going there site and, and then thank them for, for joining the family or, you know, just encouraging them to do the right thing. It's a beautiful thing, man. It's definitely a beautiful thing. Um, again, man, if you just joining, you can request to be a speaker. I do these spaces cause I don't want to talk the whole time. If I wanted to talk the entire time, I would just did a recorded podcast. So don't be afraid to hit that microphone, the bottom left of the app, hit that request I'll bring you on. If you got a question for me, too, I'll answer that. Go ahead and jump in here, man, so me and Hawk can just listen to that. <laughs> Yo, because any other day, if I were to talk a lot, everybody be trying to request to talk. But it, when it's days, I'm really giving the floor to everybody. Everybody like, nah, you talk. Right. I, I, see, Ike, I see Ike over there. Ike. Ike must be, he must be working too. Yeah, a lot of folks still transition to get off work and they might be driving. So I understand that too. Um, I'm going to try to find some, some tweets to, uh, to share in here to get, get everybody just to switch it up though. This was, this weekend was probably some of the best NFL playoff football that I can remember in my lifetime. Yeah. Yeah, that, it, if, if you didn't enjoy the NFL playoffs this weekend, I don't know what to tell you, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Like, from top to bottom, it was dope. Every, um, every game, and, and that Chiefs-Bills game, man, that was, that was like an amazing game. I mean, the defense was terrible, but the quarterbacks, the quarterback play was – Phenomenal. Yeah, it was phenomenal. If you uh, if you love defense, it 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 killed you for sure. <laughs> it killed you if you love defense because it went against all analytics, everything you've been taught. Like you you could you could play you if you hated prevent. I hate it. If you hate it, if you hate that 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 defenses are aggressive. If you hate that they playing man, like everything. They threw out everything, bro. They came with everything. Like the Bucks, they blitzed uh, third and nineteen early in the game. They played cover two with number two going vertical. All the corner got to do is keep sinking. He don't sink. I mean, you had even had Jalen Ramsey get beat for a touchdown late. I mean, it was just so many things. It was like let you know, man. They human, and them buttholes get tight, don't they? They get tight, man. It's get, getting smuckered up. It's not as it's not as easy as folks think. Oh, just play this. Like, okay, it's go out there, go out there, and make that make that call. Because you can make the right. I always tell folks you can make the right defensive call, offensive call, but the player still got to execute. Look, still coming down to execution, man. You trying to tell me Todd Bowles ain't regretting going zero coverage? Well, apparently it wasn't Todd's fault. Apparently they saying that the two DBs had a miscue. Oh, okay. I'll yeah, play. they said it was yeah. on them. I was like, getting getting Cooper Cup singled up like that? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely hurts. 
Ben, what's good with you, Reggie? Both of y'all speakers, you can um, chime in anytime you want. All right, hey, what's up, guys? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, bro? What's good, Ben? Hey, I'm doing well. Well, the first thing is uh, uh, Thornhill, I think uh, none of that. Oh, it's his fault. Uh, last night I saw him. Um, I kind of, I, I kind of, uh, uh, in the center of the end zone when Davis was just uh, making the corner. Uh, which which play was which, which play you referring uh, to? When when the corner uh, fell on the Davis, I touched down. I think it was with. Him I think you're talking about the bomb to uh, Gabriel Davis. Uh, so the first bomb, the first bomb, like the was the 75 yarder. Um, I know at the. Uh, I think it was a minute and. Oh yeah, those one, those two wasn't his fault because he got yeah, he, yeah. he has a, re- a receiver threat in his face. Uh, the bomb could have been his fault, but the other two, Buffalo did a good job of always threatening somebody in this in this in this area, like in his in his vision. And then the corner just fell down, and in the second one, I mean, Gabriel ran good ran a good route in the last one. The first one, um, the first touchdown, the fourth that before Tyreek Hill's peace sign one. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that corner was thinking about. Like what, what he, like what he saw that made him react like that. Uh, because they they sent a number two receiver right at Juan to hold him, and then um, Gabriel came out. So they basically ran dagger. They ran a, a a post right at Juan, and then a delayed post or a skinny post. I don't know what he ran, but I just know the DB fell down. Okay, um, Gabe. Kind of, he jabbed like he was going to the out to the sticks. Yeah, and then and just and just kept it up, and the DB just went down. Too, the moment was too big for him. Pissed on his leg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's tight. That's tough, bro. That is tough. <laughs> what up, Hawk? How you doing, man? I'm good, bro. How you doing? Good, good. Yeah. So I uh, getting uh, back on UVA. Uh, coaching and recruiting, I'm excited to see all these coaches representing, not just in the 757 and uh, 804, but they're getting down, in, uh, you know, Southwest Virginia, and I saw they making moves in D.C. and Northern Virginia, so that's pretty hype for me. Um, but one of the questions I have, uh, I know, you know, we're recruiting, you know, several athletes on the defensive side. Do you know Coach Rudd is going to be running um, like an attack? Three four or an attack yeah. four three or no? It's attack. It's attack three four. It's a it's attack. It's attack okay. three four. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved I uh, love Coach Grow, but uh, his three four sometimes it seemed a little bit read and react, and uh, you know I get a little frustrating as a fan because I want to see us get up after some quarterbacks and sometimes you mean, we did. Do you mean Bronco or, or no, are you I'm going th- all the way back? I'm going way back because you know Bronco. I'm going way back because okay. uh, since we're talking three, four, and it seemed like a lot of times we were uh, – it looked like it was a lot of read and react. You, you know, you would know better as far as X's and O's, but um, uh, for some reason I think when they get their hands in the dirt in the four, three sometimes, those ends can get after a little bit more. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. You can speak to that a little bit if you could. Yeah, man, it would be interesting to see how, like you said, is it read and react or are you trying to – create chaos um 
And that's what we were known for early when when Broncos that you create they created chaos. They came down here, they dictated where they wanted the football to go. Um so that's what you always want to get to versus trying to two gap and read. It takes special athletes to be able to two gap in the three four. Um and it puts a lot of strain on them and you want to make sure you have a lot of depth. So it's all about if you're running a three four, you're gonna have four guys at the line of scrimmage showing and um what gaps are they in and things of that nature. So, um, yeah, that that's definitely going to be something that everybody's paying attention to because you saw the good and the bad when Bronco was here with with his with their defenses. You know, when they were on, they were on. When they were off, it was like, uh-oh. So everything has to work on the same accord, too. As much as we say you guys got a cover, you got to get pressure on the quarterback, and it works hand-in-hand. Hand. And as a former DB – you got to have that mindset of sometimes I need to cover to create more time for my defensive line and work their games and get home. So I got to be savvy in how I line up and through film study, understanding what they're trying to do to me schematically with their formation, where the ball is set and how I can manipulate and cause the quarterback to hold the ball a second longer or get him to throw it quicker and see something that's fools go and, and take advantage of it. So, um, it's going to be interesting, man, because it's a transition as far as, like, different verbiage and, and the way that each player is taught that was here on defense. Like, your defensive back – like, every DB coach doesn't teach their techniques the same. Like, yes, you still got to pedal and understand leverage, but just your progression may be different, you know? Some coaches want you to take read stuff. Some coaches just want you to lock on to that man and read the man. So, um I'm excited, though, man, because his defenses were good. And the thing about his defense, they got after you. Like, they had a lot of hats around the football. They were aggressive. So, that's you what I'm think we have the, uh, we, You think we got the corners to be able to, uh, uh, on the roster right now, to be able to, to cover on man and while the front is kind of getting everything done as far as blitzing and such? Or do you think uh got to do some different scheming in order to, to kind of um, – uh, help out the DBs? I mean, we got a real good corner in, in AJ. He plays the boundary. Um, so it's all about – so everything – so the, the thing about the secondary, man, everybody has to work on the same accord too. So you can have a lot of talent playing corner, but if you don't understand the scheme, you don't understand where your help is at and and know how to take certain routes away, it's going to appear that you're really not good. But – Mentally, you just kill. You making it harder for yourself. So, um, do I think the guys on the roster now can improve and get it done? I think they can because they they under the gun in a sense, for lack of better terms. Like they under the microscope. Like it's a new coach, so you should be ready to perform, and you should want that 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 smoke. Um, like Clary playing DB and Cohen King playing DB and, and Sanker playing DB, like, those three dudes can play back there. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see who's starting, who's playing a lot of reps, uh, the athletic. Um, Cohen is known as more of a guy that can come down and, and bite your face off. I like him coming down towards the line of scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he started playing football late, too, so he still has a, a lot of untapped potential. So that's why I'm always excited about him. Um, but in anything, you can't. 
at this stage, you don't want to leave any of them on the island. The only one I'm comfortable with on the island is AJ, because AJ could come down and just put his paws on you. I ain't worried about him. If he in your face, he going to choke you out. Yeah, well, if we get Bratton like he was uh, early in his career, I feel very strong about him, too. Yeah, definitely, man. That's the thing about Darius. Bro, Darius has the most – he's the best cover guy. If you just say, hey, play off man, you got to think. He was beating guys like Tim Harris out before he got injured again. Like, he has a lot of ability, man, but it's just – all about your mindset, mentally where you're at. Like, if you're scared to make mistakes, you're not going to play well at corner. It just is what it is. But if you confident in, in your abilities and um, your coach is really backing you and they're not, they're not playing musical chairs, like, uh-oh, you got to leave, now it's your turn. Like, that that sucks as a receiver and a day on DB just going in and out the game. You can never get in the groove. So, um, yeah, I forgot all about Darius, man. Darius been here so long. I think he, he, I think he do got another year, don't he? Yeah, I think Possibly. so. Yeah, he, he do. Like thirty. I take it. <laughs> he can have about three degrees. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be, and it's gonna be interesting on offense, man. Like, so here's the thing: offensively, they can help the defense out. The more balanced you are, the more you can utilize the running the running backs versus just using B.A. But if you control the line of scrimmage, run the football, be very balanced, be methodical, everything that doesn't have to be NASCAR and and no huddle, you can help your defense. Now you so can you're keep them like Complimentary football. That's what you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Because as much as we love how our offense can score one or two times, sometimes that was hurting our defense. Now, you can't yeah. complain. You get the points that you get them. But sometimes you got to kind of be like, whoa, wait a minute. My defense is on the field six minutes. They had a couple all sides, self-inflicted wounds, and then Pitt scored. And what do we do? We score in two plays, and they right back on the field. Yeah. So it was like, ooh, you know, you hype. Don't get me wrong. I'm hype. I'm like, yeah, we score. You know what I'm saying? Let's get a stop defense. Then you're like, wait a minute. Damn, it was on the field a lot. And what did Pitt do? We're going to keep running. Because we they recognize it, too. Like, salute to them. A lot of teams see your offense score fast. They feel like they got to keep up. So they feel like they got to throw. Then they make it easier for you. Because now you, in a sense, get the rest. Versus when you're running the ball, it's a hat on the hat. Everybody got to get to the ball. Everybody got to exert that energy. Everybody got to got to take a hit somewhere. So, yeah, man. That complimentary football can definitely help mask any deficiencies you have early in the season. I hope Coach E is, uh, can recognize that. A lot of coaches don't either are just hard-headed about that, but sometimes, man, you got you to gotta help each other out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you got to, hey, I done seen coordinators go at it on the sideline like, hey, hey, got G- hey, GD, slow the game down. Coach Wilson was known. <laughs> Coach Wilson was known to say, come on, we're going too fast. And he's like, what? We like as an offense, he's like, yo, we rolling. What you talking about? Slow down. But now that I'm older, I understood what he's saying. Now it's like, yo, yeah, you scoring fast, but look at look at your brothers over there. Like, they huffing and puffing. Get them a minute. Let them get the back then, you know, you was getting pitches. Let them look at the pitches and make their adjustments. As a as a former player, question for you. Um during the game. I know it's a lot going on. Like, do you guys think about the like the defense? You know, because everybody's cool. 
you know, but is is it like very segmented? Because you know, you guys are usually segmented, like on the sideline, like defense mm-hmm. over here, offense over there. Yeah, you, I mean, you you definitely paying attention to your brothers, man. You cheering them on, you looking at them on the jumbotron, and as they cross like the fifty or the forty, you stand up and you walk out to kind of try to alert them what you think is coming because you play offense, so you try to alert like, hey, yo. He 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 tight split. He tight split. Watch alert the quick out. Alert this. Alert that. So you turn them on, and and if you see that they're having trouble stopping the opposing offense, you're letting them know like, yo, we got you. We are gonna keep scoring. Like we gonna keep the press putting the pressure on the opposing offense. Just like if we turn the ball over, they'd be like, we we gonna we got you. We'll get it back. You know what I'm saying? So it's constant communication, and then sometimes you challenge like, yo, get it. Get a stop. Like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you like, right. and then they tell you, dog, go score. We need we need you to put the game away. Like, don't BS type stuff. So, yeah, you you definitely communicating and, and holding each other accountable. And that's the great thing about, about playing on the – like being on the sidelines that you really can't capture on TV because right. the cameras aren't there that long. But the, the conversation from – a defensive back going up to a receiver and just saying, "Hey, yo, man, these DB, their DBs are doing this." Like you, you will pay attention to kind of see if you could get a tip for your receiver. Like, hey, man, every time he did this, this is what he's doing. Trust me. If you see their feet square, it's probably covers. It's, they probably short zone you. Like, do you see that type stuff? So it, it comes into play, man. It's a lot of it's a lot of chess moves out there, but. The main thing is you can't be out there like pointing the finger at each other because if y'all start fighting amongst each other, it's a wrap. People are gonna get petty. I was actually just watching the highlights of um, when you and um, and Brooks and gang beat Tech mm-hmm. last night, and I was like, I re- I remember that game like it was yesterday, man. I I was happy as hell. Yeah, bro that that game. That game in itself, like, we was getting our tails beat that first half. And the players took it amongst themselves to coach each other and motivate each other. Like, don't get me wrong, Coach Wallace had a spill on when he was saying we're playing, like, we're not playing good. And you guys aren't playing good. Like, come on, step it up. <laughs> like, what are we doing? But, you know, when it took a guy like Anthony Poindexter comes in and takes away your excuse and say, yo, you can't blame me. Blame my injury for this. You know what I'm saying? And all y'all got to do is, like, they doing this, they doing that. And then offensively, all they doing this on defense. Like, we just got to – everybody got to just do their job. Just do your job and we'll be all right. And knowing that we had to force a turnover, knowing we had to get timely stops, knowing that we had to step up to the challenge because they was playing very physical. So it's just one of the things that, as a team, like, it's nut cutting time. Like, you got to look at yourself in the mirror like, yo, man, they not going to stop. Like, you can't have no little puppy dog face. They're going to keep putting their foot in your butt. You know what I'm saying? Like, that was Tech. Tech was going to keep coming out trying to knock you out. And and a lot of people, you know, a lot of times these days, they'll say, you know, like a team choke. Like, Tech didn't choke. We just played better. They were still playing good. We just played better. Did they make some mistakes they didn't make in the first half? Yeah. But then we, we tightened up what we was doing. Like, I don't look at it that they choked. It's like we just kept battling, man. Right, you know it's not saying? so much that they choke. Is that you guys did your job and put the pressure on them and caused those mistakes and turnovers? 
Yeah, we want to run, bro. Like you go on those runs, you get a spark. Like Bond Three sparked us. The the catch by Thomas Jones was just phenomenal. Like it was a lot of individual efforts that that came to light. You know what I'm saying? Whether you know they get that pass interference on on um, on Stoops, and then Griff gets pressure on that quarterback and takes that quarterback out of field goal range. So now they coughing kicked us. And we had to like the two or three yard line, and we run the same. We 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 go to our money play. We run the same play the entire time on that drive because we got three built in reads off that play. It's simple, no need to panic. It's the same same offensive call. Once he we find out who the Mike backer is, we know where we going. We and Casey Crawford was just getting open, and I mean. It was it was simple, man. Of of just Aaron, just like the fact that we had Aaron at quarterback, a common a common personality. You know what I'm saying? Just being in the huddle, like, yo, we gonna win. Right. Just just give me some time. I got you. Yeah, he he a super chill brother still. Yeah, I mean, even even when we was getting smacked, he never he never had like that panic. Yo, Aaron never panicked, never. He never panicked. He was always just like even kill. And the people, I, I think people, if you look at the time where Thomas Jones made his catch and they went back to Aaron, he's dapping up one of the defensive ends from Virginia Tech that got to him when he was throwing it. Like he was seriously like, yo, you made a good play. He wasn't trying to clown him. He was just like, yo, respect though. You you made a good play. It's just TJ made a hell of a catch. All right. I feel like um, Brennan is that way. Brennan seems he seems real calm. Yeah, Brennan. Brennan, I say, y'all having fun? Like that Louisville game? He was like, man, y'all ready to have some fun? When he went down through the uh, game, won a touchdown to Grant. Before they went out there, he said, y'all ready to have some fun? You got to think he, those are two. Those are two fourth down conversions. Right. Tough ones too. Tough ones. O-line getting them time and Keaton finding a soft spot in the zones and making the catch with a cast on his hand. Like, But Five is telling y'all, y'all ready to have some fun. <laughs> hey, Ma. Crazy, man. Yeah, what's up, bro? How are you today? Thanks for doing this, man. I love listening to your spaces. You do such a great job. I appreciate you, man. What you hey, got? Hey, uh, you know, my, my dad went to the Air Force Academy, so I grew up you know, in Colorado Springs watching Air Force football. And then obviously I went to UVA, so I got to see George Welsh. You mentioned about him trying to slow down the game. And that's what, you know, military academies do is they try the time of possession so much and they run the ball so much that they try to, you know, keep the offense on the field for a long time. Do you think that's possible in a Virginia offense with Brennan Armstrong? Or is that something that, you know, Coach Bronco was doing and Coach E would want to do is is to try to, you know, the time of possession for the offense to try to keep the ball on the field and, and you know, shorten the game that way? I think in, in, in like, majority of the time when you approach a football game, you look at your opponent's strengths and see how you can get them out their comfort zone. But, like you said, you don't want to lose sight in a time of possession because that definitely plays a role. But if you're playing against a team that's a heavily, heavy, like a run-heavy type squad, like a team that has a very good running game, you want to try to see if you could come out the gates going fast. Like you, yes, you want to be balanced, but if you could get quick strikes and put the pressure on them to see if they come out of 
their comfort zone or just trying to run the football. Like if you could get up like we did versus um, Duke, get up 14 nothing real quick. Now they can't use Durant as much as they want because they feel like they got to stop the bleeding a little bit and, and score as well. Uh, but if if you see that you can score fast and you are scoring fast, but your defense is having some trouble, then you start to slow the game up. And I think with Brennan, so just say if his numbers drop, right, because we're more balanced and running the football. Yeah. But he's demonstrating that now he can play out of cent- uh, under center some or he can make the timely slant throws or the timely speed outs and bang eights. Just the little situational football type throws that you won't see in the air raid as much because they deem it as easier. But if he's more in pro sets out of out of shotgun, that helps him overall as a quarterback and shows NFL scouts that the game is slowed down. He was still just as efficient because a lot of times they feel like a lot of his numbers came from teams playing prevent or not wanting to give the big shot because they were up a couple scores and we was playing from behind. So. Um, that's a great question, man. I think it just depends on what your opponent is doing. But right. in anything you do, you do want to take advantage of that time of possession. So can the UVA rushing attack, I guess, improve? I'm, I, mean, I guess that's the only thing that a military academy can do is is they, they run the ball first. Can can the, can the rushing attack uh, be a more important part of the offense, I guess, uh, is, you know, I don't know what the OC's yeah. philosophy will be, but you know, how important it would it be for the rushing attack to kind of take the pressure off of Brennan? Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be very important because everybody's gonna look to stop him throwing the football. And even when uh Coach Elliott had the Deshaun Watsons and Sunshine, they they can be balanced. They can run the football as well. Like they had backs who could get it done. You see they were invest in it. And here's the thing. If you can run the football, majority of times when a team can really run the football and be physical and can win at the line of scrimmage, it care it, it spills over to the defense because that's what you prepare for, prepare against during the week. So, a lot of times when you have these air raid offenses, sometimes your defense is punished because that's all that's going against in practice. Now you would say, "Oh man, well in that case, our secondary stuff should have been better." Yeah, but. They ain't never had to really worry about the run like they did versus the other opponents because they were super bound. Like any time a team went against us, they gave you both running and passing. It seemed like it was 50-50, 200 or 175-300, you know? So it's, if we are better offensively running football with our running backs, we're going to be that much better stopping the run defensively, I believe. Right, because they see it every day in the practice. Yeah, muscle memory, yeah. man. You see Thomas Jones every single day, and then your defense mm-hmm. has to try to stop Thomas <laughs> Jones. It's a whole different ball game once you get to Saturday. Yeah, I mean you had your games where you had your hiccups. I remember in versus uh, Maryland in '99, Lamont and Jordan ran for 300 yards, and Thomas was still on our team. But you know it happens sometimes. Yeah, but Lamont's Lamont's <laughs> a pro a pro back too, and he was a big yeah. dude, so <laughs> it will happen. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Mark. No problem. But yeah, I'm liking I'm liking what I see as far as like the linemen that we're getting and um transfers, DNs that we're getting. The skill guys, I'm all you know, of course I'm a skill guy at heart, so I'm always excited about the skill guy. But I know um like everybody's paying attention to 
the big guys we get up front, especially offensively. Offense and defensively. I, you know, both sides. Definitely both sides. But um, Yeah, your line is always going to be so important if, you know, if you – or you know, all, like you said, always excited about watching the flashy players. But if you look down the line and watch the line, if they're pushing the other team at least a yard back each time they snap the ball, that gives you an indication of what kind of day it's going to be. If your line is, your def- the defensive line is getting in there and pushing your offensive line back, then you know, you know, it's going to be trouble. So you can always see how things are going to go in the first and second quarter by watching the line play. Definitely, man. If you look at, at all the Virginia teams that people deem very good, the fronts were the, the fronts were legit both sides. Right. Both sides. Like it's it's a no brainer. Look at the nineteen ninety team that was number one, offense defense alliance, good go. The team I played for ninety eight, offense defense alliance, good go. The nine win team and the eight win team recently with Bronco. Both of the D offense defense alliance, good go. Especially the defensive fronts. They got after but those that that the, the eight win team and the nine win team that Bronco had, they got after you. Well, I watched a lot of Coach Rudd at Air Force, and you know his defenses would attack uh, the offenses, so they would put pressure, you know, in their front four or, or or blitzes or whatever they would do. And they, you know, they had some players obviously, but they would put some pressure on on that offense. And I think that you know he's going to bring that to Charlottesville too and allow the defensive backs to be able to play and not feel like they have to do everything back there and let the linebackers kind of roam. So I like I like getting Coach Rudd here. That's a, that's a big deal for, for UVA football. No, I agree with you, man. I agree. And um, it's, out, it's about depth, too, because yeah, if, yeah. if injury comes into play, that, that backup, um, how prepared are they to step into the starting role and, and, and make – situational plays for the squad. So depth definitely plays a role as well. So that's what you want guys, no matter what, like first year guy here, like you can play. Don't think, oh, I need to develop. I need a rare shirt. Like, no, come in there like you want to play because iron shop is iron. The better you are, the better we will be as a group because you're going to push that guy in front of you. So, yeah, man, you I, I you, like over the years, it's shown us that we got to make sure that we have adequate depth. Meaning, okay, we know it's a we know it's a fall off between the starter and the backup. But if you can minimize the drop, you know, and sometimes you get surprised. Sometimes that guy you thought that was a backup is just a gamer. Like he get in the game, like whoa, where did this come from? You think that's a? Um, I mean, I guess you don't want that major drop off because you look at it. The way Alabama plays football, they have five stars who are third string, and they rotate those guys the entire game. So by the fourth quarter, they're still strong mm-hmm. and and feeling good. But a, a team that, like you said, doesn't have that depth has to play their top eleven for three and a half quarters. And once they get to the fourth, those guys are spent, and that's when the other team kind of takes over. So, you know, I guess uh, that's what you know that philosophy. Hopefully, in recruiting, will will kind of turn around with Coach E and, and his Clemson background will will help him try to you know to recognize that like you said depth is going to be so important yeah it's just all about that mindset man because you you got to make the game easier for yourself too if you don't have a lot of depth and that's not a knock on the guys that are second or third on the depth chart but mentally 
or physically, if they're not really there to give you a bunch of reps, you got to be that much more smarter and that much more intelligent on the field as far as your situation of football, of getting off the field on third downs, no timely or costly penalties and things of that nature. All that stuff comes into play, man. So that's why I love this game because it seems it's so simple, but then all of a sudden that situation football comes into play. It's like, did you prepare your players for this moment right here? You know, a lot of times we used to be in practice like, man, why are we going over this damn scenario? This scenario ain't going to happen. Then boom, it happens in the game. You're like, oh, I'm going to drill on this. Yeah. We good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, you know, on a macro level, we saw it yesterday with the Bills and the Chiefs. If your defense cannot stop somebody, it doesn't matter what else happens, you know. And in, in college football, defense is so important. We watched the North Carolina game. We watched the Pittsburgh game. Every time we'd score, they would come down and score. And, it's in, you know, that just kind of kills your momentum. So you'd need to, like you always said, you got to get some stops on defense to be successful in college football. Yeah, Doesn't matter you how good your offense is. Yeah, that speed is an equalizer. Speed is a so much of an equalizer. It's crazy. Not, not, and I'm, I'm talking about more offensive speed. Like, you could be fast on a defense. Don't get me wrong. That comes into play if somebody happens to break containment and things of that nature. But when you got explosive guys on offense, you can have the right call, but that call does not factor in how fast your opponent is. Like, it's it's just crazy. Like, the the play Tariq Hill made yesterday on that dig route where the, <laughs> they, they pressed him, the DB was inside leverage, forced him to go outside, and there's only a few receivers that can – outside release you on a dig route and run the hump over top of you, like cut in front of you and still get inside without contacting you, catch it and come out the back end unscathed with everybody taking a proper angle for their speed. And he just blew by them. Like that's something that you just be like, damn, that's special. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but he once said he once he made that cut to the inside and Mahomes saw him, and fed him there. The safety would had already pushed over to the left side. So, like you said, it becomes a foot race, and he's got elite speed, like, mm-hmm. like Olymp- Olympic Olympic time trial speed. That yeah, uh, and his and his speed transitions too. A lot of folks yeah. don't really. I've seen a lot of guys who run. I've seen a couple guys that run four two four three. But you put a football in their hand, they don't run that fast. Oh, okay. He trans his speed transition and, and like it it carries. It's a lot of I've seen a lot of guys that's fast, man. And for some reason you, you put a football in they in their arm with a helmet on, it's like, yo, run faster. Like, that's as fast as you could go. <laughs> <laughs> right. But that so. dude is phenomenal. They got two of um, him and uh Hartman. What's the cat? Yeah, Hartman. They the same man, look, man. Yeah, I, you know, I love Jefferson on the Rams. I mean, it, you got some kid got some yeah. players that, you know, when you watch those four games yesterday and Saturday or whatever, you know you realize why those guys, those teams are there because they have guys that can do, you know, the jet sweep or do the end of rounds and can make catches because they have elite speed. They, you know, and that's I know that's easy to say because it's the NFL, but if you have a game breaker like that, it changes everything. I mean, yeah, bro. I mean, even with even with TK, even with Travis Kelsey. On the on the field goal, the thirteen second when he ran the bang eight, I, he yeah. was a tight eight, he was a tight X, and people you know a lot of teams playing cover four, and 
he outside stemmed towards the corner's leverage to widen him out just a little bit more. And Pat hit him in stride as soon as he turned his numbers, and he got right up the field. The DB couldn't make the tackle. I mean, it's just like when you got special tight end play, like, you know, we even had it this year with, with Jelani. Like, Jelani, yeah. It's not fair. Well, that's what they call it is a basketball play where he can just post up because he's so much bigger. You know, you got DBs that are 5'10", five, 5'9", five, sometimes, and he's six, you know, six five, six seven. I mean, it's just you post him up like a basketball play and have, have Brennan just throw the ball up there, and that's what, you know, hoping Lavelle will be back healthy, that that's a play they could even use at his position too because he's so big for the jump balls. I mean, yeah, that's what they that's what they were doing um, last year. Remember when he – who was he playing – that he caught the ball and and made the boys sit down. And he got the flag for taunting. What game was that? It was a home game, but he basically ran a bang eight right in the slot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, that's just that's like situation football. Understanding matchups, understanding ball placement um, as a receiver, understanding where the threat is at and the spacing that you need. And, and Keaton was doing a great job with that being like a tight end. Running over routes and stuff this year, That's and Debo right there, Keaton, yeah, my, Debo Samuel, the way he played. Oh yeah, I mean Debo to get him the ball in the backfield. Um, people got to realize though, don't forget that Patterson started this receivers playing running back trend. He 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 not a first team oh, all quarter like Debo. Yeah, but okay. yeah. Make sure we get show him his love, man. You know, out of respect. Well, he had some of that speed. He had speed that was well, wasn't heel speed, but he's got crazy speed. He got good speed too. Heck yeah, heck yeah. I mean, I see that bodes well for a guy like Keaton, man. Like to be like the more you could do, right? That's all. That's what they always say. The more you could do. So now, if I'm a high school player and I'm that tweener kid, are you a receiver? Are you a running back? Okay, we got a spot for you now because look what they're doing in the NFL. Like, now you don't have to get discouraged. Just make sure you know how to run in between tackles. You can get those tough yards so you can run routes in the slot and also on the outside. Like, at the end of the day, man, show you got a lot of skill sets, a lot of tools. And and the right scheme will get you right. Keaton did scare me a couple of times because he would just never go down. <laughs> I was like, that ball's going to pop. I mean, he didn't drop the ball. He didn't fumble. But man, I was so scared because everybody. I think the only game he ball. fumbled, the only game he fumbled was it the Tech game. I think that was the only time he fumbled. But it just felt like he was going to fumble just because he was breaking like three or four tackles and people are on him trying to strip that ball with his broken hand and he still held on to it most times. Yeah, he a beast, bro. He's a beast. He he improved so much as a receiver last year. It's crazy. Like, he improved so much with just his understanding of how, how to line up depending on the route you have and how to attack a zone and how to s- settle down. Because, major- like, all the quarterbacks I know or former quarterbacks that moved to receiver, all of them got great hands. That's why when Malachi Fields was moving to receiver, I was like, oh, we good. Every former quarterback I know got great hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's crazy how that works out, like, you know, Ron Curry is my quarterback in high school, moved a receiver in the pros. Got Terrell Pryor, who moved a receiver. Julian Edelman moved a receiver. Um, Randall L. moved a receiver. When Cordell was slash playing receiver, he was plucking him. Like, the list goes on and on of former quarterbacks that moved to receiver. And it's like, yeah. Heath they, Miller. Heath Miller, yeah. Absolutely. 
So, yeah, man. If you just joined it in and you want to speak, man, just hit the re, uh, the little microphone in the bottom left. You can come in and talk. We're talking all things Virginia football, also the, the NFL playoffs, because they were so dynamic yesterday. We got uh, Bryce Perkins still alive with L.A. won with uh, the Chiefs. We got anybody for the 49ers? No, Tim not there no more. And then anybody with Cincinnati from Virginia? No, I don't think so. I think those are the only two. Where is Brown at? Brown was at Cincinnati, wasn't he? Yeah, Andrew was there. Andrew with the Chargers. So I see we're not talking UVA basketball this week, huh? Oh, yeah, you can talk UVA basketball. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, please no. Hey. <laughs> you said please no. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I still got I still got hope in those guys. Maybe not maybe not for this year, but uh, I got hope in them. <laughs> hey, what's up, Rob? Hey, I'm not, uh, I'm sorry I got in late, but I had a question that may have been covered uh Obviously, we're talking about Virginia football. The staff is now all set. Everybody's got their positions, which is great. I had a question. If anybody has input on on Taylor Lamb, I had kind of mixed emotions about that, about him. I mean, he's young, and he's probably the most inexperienced coach we have at a critical position. But he was a great quarterback at the Vision II school, if I believe. And uh, any input on him? I mean, he might be a good recruiter because of his experience and where he's from. But I didn't know if anybody had any uh, outsider input on, on him. He's very inexperienced based on his resume, I think. So I just was input if anybody. As, as far as, as far as like, they, you know, air quotation, big boy football, as far as like the, the top of the top. Um, but I've got all great feedback on him. Like people speak highly of his football acumen and how he approaches the game. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see that. And, and the thing is with, with Brennan, with him being a former quarterback, that's always, you know, I don't know, man, I think it's, I think it's hard to kind of gauge how good somebody will be, but the thing is he'll be surrounded by coaches with a lot of experience. And he'll be working hand in hand with coach Elliott and, and kitchens. And, um, I think that plays a good role as far as if he needed that guidance to make that transition. So it won't be as difficult. But like you said, as far as recruiting, um, that's something that I, I'll just have to wait and see. Okay, thank you. Appreciate that. No problem. And I know everybody talked about the uh, playoff games. Incredible, the last four games. Absolutely incredible. In fact, the Kansas City-Buffalo game has got to be one of the best Played games in the history of the NFL, no question in my mind. Yeah, unless you like defense, <laughs> I love offense, so that's why I just said that. <laughs> I agree with you. No, yeah, but no, it was a fantastic. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe it watching that. I mean, game. I mean, Kansas City was the only home team that won this weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As only home, I mean, uh, so Green Bay. Shout out to Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think he still hasn't thrown a touchdown pass yet, but they won. Um, you know, special teams came into play. Oh yeah, they won. Um, Cincinnati, 
I like how Joe Burrow continued to battle. He got sacked all those times. Tannehill, you know, a timely interception thrown in the coverage. Um, they get the ball to Jamar Chase down the field in a hurry. Field goal for the win. Like then and that game right there. So I know King Henry is back, but I felt like they didn't they it's like they forced to play him and give him carries. Like to me, the other kid was rolling. Like that's when you kind of be like, yeah, I know you back, big baby, but he playing well. Let, let's just wait, and, and unless he get tired, that's when we'll use. I know his hindsight is twenty twenty, but that's that tough right there. Yeah, For, Foreman was moving that ball. Yeah, man, he been playing well. He been playing well, but um, salute to Joe Burrow. So you got Joe Burrow's twenty five. Josh Allen's twenty five. Um, Lamar is Lamar's not twenty five yet, and then you got Patrick Mahomes who's twenty five. Now, don't don't get me wrong, Joe Burrow is only his second year. He's a he's an elder statesman in the second year because he he was in college much longer than the other guys because he transferred and stuff. But um, the future bright man for the AFC, and and it looked like Buffalo gonna run. Run that division. I mean, I know New England's still there. Don't get me wrong, but it looks like Buffalo is the change of the guard, and and Josh Allen probably run that division until he hang him up, unless something crazy happened. What y'all think? Yeah, that's, a, that's a good time for Rodgers and uh, Brady to retire. If you ask me, I think the league's in the good hands. I'm about tired of both of them, so <laughs> they can both leave at this point. <laughs> hey, man, I tell you what, I know Brady ain't going nowhere, man. You led the league in touchdown passes and yards? Yo, he ain't going nowhere. Nowhere. I was it's just amazing that. how they was ready to get him all the credit for coming back. And I'm like, the defense – Cause all them dang on fumbles. Why we can't just say, hey, man, they came back. Oh, Brady does it again. He's coming back. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Staff for throwing that dime to Cooper Cup. The best receiver in the NFL this year. Cooper Cup is crazy. is crazy, bro. He did that. Have you seen his college highlights? No, I haven't. Oh my God! Check those. Check Cooper Cup college highlights out. Doing the same thing. The same thing. That kid, phenomenal, man. You talking slept, about? They slept on Cup, man. He showed. He showed about? out in the Senior Bowl, and that's and that's what that's what. Did to yeah, you talking about a supreme route runner, bro? Good gracious! I mean, he even fumbled. In Tampa territory to get them a, a, a easy six, I believe. Or did they score a field goal? He made up for it though. Oh yeah, yeah, he definitely made up for it. Then God dang on Cam Akers, two. Yo, the one before halftime would have really put the game away. On the two, <laughs> on the two. We just yeah. prayed you, Cam. Gave you the ball last game, and this what you do? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> he better be thanking Stafford and Cup for saving him because he was about to get trolled right out the league. Yeah, man. I mean, the Dominican suit, Danny ripped this whole chest plate off to get that ball out, too. <laughs> Come here. Let me get that. I said, I forgot all about the, the bully of Dominican suit. 
Justin, what's good with you, fam? Hey, man, I appreciate y'all having me on. I love listening to your your podcasts and everything. But I was trying to transition it back to UVA football for a second. Okay. Um, with the spring game getting announced uh, here coming up in April, I was just curious if we had any word on what kind of structure you think the, the spring is going to have with Coach Elliott in there now with – conventional spring game practice numbers i didn't know what your thoughts were on that oh i'm i'm thinking he's going to do the conventional i think that was just a bronco way you know treating it like a a a practice with fans and and the the number lottery the jersey lottery i don't think coach ellie is going to do that i think he 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 has a traditional system to where he's probably going to allow players to pick their numbers you know or they assign their numbers and then the spring game is going to be you know, the old school, you know, offensive, you know, blue versus white or blue versus orange and the scoring system and things like that. So I think it'll get back to what everybody's been used to seeing the years before Bronco got here. Well, that's good to hear. I'm I'm looking forward to that. There, there seems to be a lot of excitement around the uh, spring game. with Yeah, man. I mean, you know, credit to, to the coaches, credit to the administrator and, and the uh, – Media and the marketing teams doing a great job of just causing an excitement, man. Like the more you see on social media and coaches being out and speaking with various high school coaches and seeing uh, various recruits and commits uh, tweet about Virginia football, that's that's what you need. You want that traffic. You want that visibility because it breeds that excitement. And um, they're doing a great job, man. Like. Ever since the staff was announced, I, I know they haven't. I don't think they assigned like who's running special teams, but the fact that they're really out there speaking with everybody, um, the local high schools here in Charlottesville. I know they went to Albemarle High School and they sat down and talked with Coach Brandon Isaiah, who's a former player and a good friend of mine. I was like the fact that they visited right here in their own hub just shows that they're not leaving. They leaving no stone unturned. So that says a lot about what their message is and just trying to win the state, like they said. Do you feel more engaged as a former player? I'm always engaged. I'm always engaged with the coaching staff, bro. Like, that's just been my personality. Like, I just go in there and I talk to people. So, it didn't matter. Like, with Bronco and his staff, I was super cool. Uh, With Elliot and them, they've been on the road so much, I haven't talked to him personally, but I know once – they get settled in and get ready for the spring. I'm not too far from the campus. I know I go in and, and, and have good conversations with them. But when he came in for his press conference, he, he sat and talked to me for, for extended minutes, man. And it was just like just chopping it up. You know what I'm saying? Like he was insightful and picking my brain about just the culture of Virginia football from when I played and what it needs to take to get back to that consistent success. So, um He's open to it, man. And we got a lot of things in store as far as alums building that relationship with him and his coaching staff. But he he has an open door policy, man. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to to build with him and, and his staff and, and see what's going on. Hold on, my bad, I got a phone call. Um I got some additional speakers in here. See my man Xavier in here. What's good with you, fam? Well, I'm good. How are you all? I'm good, brother. Glad you joined in. Yes, yeah, so I just want to say one thing. You know, uh, y'all been seeing uh, the commits and everything. I just say, stay tuned. These ne- this next uh, this next week or so, we got some got some some big things coming. You see that, dog? You got a, you got somebody coming here, dro- dropping 
dropping a trailer for you. Like, stay tuned. That's what I like to see, right? Right. He dropped. He dropped the gems. <laughs> he, I'm telling you, he was all over. He was all over Twitter, man. My God, I felt like 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 he on like he on staff as a recruiter. <laughs> You love to see it, man. You love to see it. And, I, and that's what I love about yeah, yeah. utilizing this app in a positive sense. You feel me? Like just creating a space where everybody can, can talk and have positive dialogue. And like, that's what it's supposed to be like, man. That's what's up. Uh, let me see. Julie. Yeah, I've um, I've been a UVA fan my whole life and grew up and uh, love the who's good and bad. And um, just recently over the pandemic, got into following some um, coaches and former players on Twitter. And so I'm looking for a little perspective. Um, I've been more engaged. And so I'm seeing more um, uh, alumni tweet about the spring game and that kind of thing. And I was just wondering if that's been the case. And I'm just kind of late to seeing it um, as someone who's newly re-engaged um in this way or if that's something that um is is uh new to the elliott area and and people are are making an effort to do that more um as someone who's just a fan mm-hmm. um appreciated seeing like you put up here brent urban tweeting and i noticed that i'm seeing i'm just seeing more and i'm appreciating that because that's making me more excited uh, for what's to come and so i just wanted to uh share that because I, I, I'm more excited um, now that I'm seeing kind of results and progress and, and just more information, I guess, out there. So thanks. Nah. Yeah. I appreciate that, Julian. Yeah. Um, you're absolutely right. It's, it's a, it's a lot of increased eyes and increased shares when it comes to Virginia football and the moves being made just because it's, it's a new head coach. So you, you definitely want to do your part and and make it making him more visible, making the program more visible because a lot of things could get lost through the cracks. Um, just to speak on the past, as far as like spring football and the game, I mean it was shared, it was marketed, but I'll be I'll be lying to say it isn't gone up a notch because it's a new it's a new guard, so you have to make sure you up it up a notch to to create that excitement. Um, for the fan base, for them to come out to get their season tickets. Um, I would say that Twitter space has definitely helped one man OG and talk about the NIL and the, the end game experience, the conversations they've been having. Um, so it's just all a testament to, to Coach Elliott, all a testament to the, to fans like yourself. Just um, continue to stay excited because it can be demoralizing when you go through a tough season like you did and you have a new coach. A lot of people have a cause to pause, but the fact that we're creating this excitement now, when you see the recruits coming in and saying stay tuned and you see guys committing after all the guys we have transferring, there's no bad blood towards them. You're welcoming, welcoming in new transfers from other schools here now to this program. So, yeah, I think everybody's doing their part from the coaching staff to the media to the administrators to – Alums like myself, we want to make sure a lot of positive eyes are on the program with Coach Elliott because he's a national champion in his own right. So you want to pay him that respect because he's used to a lot of buzz uh, around the program. So you want to make him feel at home. Feel at home. That's going to be super important, man, for us as fans to fill the seats. 
Like it's that's that's gonna that's gonna show in a, in a major way. Even if they go, you know, if they have a rough start and they go, you know, maybe lose a couple, it's gonna be important for the fans to stay engaged and keep and keep the excitement up and and the enthusiasm because recruiting never stops. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. while they concentrated on on the twenty two class, you know, they're looking at the twenty three and the twenty four class. So we just gotta we just gotta do a good job of of keeping up the excitement, showing our support for Coach Ian and the rest of the staff, and just keep letting recruits know, man. Like like when you come here, it's it's, it's love. Win, lose, or draw, like it's it's gonna be love. Yeah, man. Yeah, buddy. Like we've been saying for weeks now, it's like recruiting just doesn't take place in the off season or in the spring or in the fall, like. You got to recruit your own room now, like during the season, make sure guys are still interested in your program. You got to have recruits, recruiting recruits. Like, yo, man, word of mouth is powerful, and there's no stronger voice than a peer. You know what I'm saying? I remember talking to Antoine Womack when he was going to Penn State. I'm like, bro, you don't want to come to Virginia too? We all up there, like. And then seeing him switch from Penn State to Virginia, like that was like the best feeling. And then we roommates and stuff like that. So that's that's where the power is at in recruiting. A lot of folks don't realize that. Yeah, the coach. Like, don't get me wrong. Yes, the coaches still the deal and players build relationship with coaches. But when you got like familiar faces or people you hear about and you speak with on social media, is that a school? And you finally get to play alongside. Like, yo, you building your own super teams. And you changing the landscape of the game. You you being those trailblazers. Like that is that's that's dope, man. That's dope. So any new speakers? Hey, OG, what's up, man? OG up in this thing. OG up in the building. OG probably still on the ground or something, just listening with his iPod or something. Right. I mean not his iPod, his <laughs> I said iPod. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that, dog. I ain't trying to play that iPod with your earbuds. <laughs> it's walking. Yo, I just found my old school iPod, like the the one of the first ones, the 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 big thick one that had the little clicker when you moved. Oh my god, yo, it's so nasty. I got like three thousand songs on that thing too. All the two. You might, might want to hold on to that. That might. Oh, be I worth do. Something. It's it's it keep a charge for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, anything else anybody has that they that they want to talk about that we didn't cover? As always, man, this will be uploaded as a podcast episode, the Ballhawk Show podcast. Go to iTunes, man, and uh, leave a review to help with the algorithms. If you want to be a sponsor, um, hit me up. I can send you. Uh, some sponsorship packages, uh, but anything, man. I just appreciate folks that go to iTunes and leave a review, man. That, that's what it's all about. Because once once you get in that positive algorithm, it starts to jump out there, and people and people suggestions, you know. And, and that's what that's all I need. Because if they send and they click on it, I feel like once they listen, I feel like they'll come back. So that's all I always tell folks: just make sure you you do that. Um, Ike, you ain't want to say nothing today, homie. Ike, really chilling today. My dog Dre in the building. It's good with you, Dre. Let me see who else in there. Adam in the building. What's up, my guy? Low B. There's a lot of the usual suspects here. 
I don't want to put everybody on blast. Some people are like, don't say my name. I'm at work. I don't want it to be documented. One day I'm going to get Coach Elliott to come in. He probably have a, a burner account, so y'all can't see his him. Now nah, I'm joking with y'all. Let me stop playing like this. Somebody be like, hey, Ballhawk said Coach Elliott got a burner account. <laughs> <laughs> My man Dwight Vic in the building. What's good, big bro? I see you, man. My guy. Make sure y'all check out that uh, podcast with him and my bro, Mike Vick. I know people like, Mike Vick? Yes, Mike Vick, my bro. Check out their podcast, man, Vick757. It's dope. They support me, so support them. You know what I'm saying? See if Adam, Adam join, let him um, connect. There you go. Yeah, I just, I, what up, what's happening, man? What's happening? I just wanted to, to salute the staff on uh, getting around Virginia and uh, starting to make these these relationships happen. Yeah, beautiful thing, right? It is, it is, it is. I'm waiting for them to offer my kid, but I, but, <laughs> but I love the relationship that they're building. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, man. You know, stay on them, though. Oh, yeah. Definitely stay on them, man. Shoot, man, I, I like seeing what they're doing too, man. I like to see that the the pictures circulating about all the high schools they hitting up, and it's crazy because both schools, like you see a one with Tech, then boom, you see one Virginia or Virginia going, then boom, you see Tech. So it's a beautiful thing that all of them getting back to the essence, man. So that's what it's all about. Yeah, just, we need to lock out Penn State. I'm tired of seeing Penn State raid our players. Every year. Hey, I mean, Dex on the staff, and he's part of recruiting, so Dex know where home at. This is true. Yeah, man. You don't like it, though. Nah, 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 nah. I feel you. I definitely feel you on that. Man, so uh, I ain't got too much, man. Y'all, y'all, what y'all thinking, man? Y'all think the basketball season, I mean, the basketball team going, do you think they got a run left in them, or... It's over for basketball this year, man. We just got to uh, <laughs> prepare for next year for basketball. But, hey, we just won that championship a couple of years ago. We can't win every year. Yeah. They got a nice recruiting class coming in for sure. For sure, for sure. Oh, y'all see DeAndre Hunter get, get fouled by Uber, man? Uber a good dude, too, man. It was hard to see that because I know he ain't mean it. But once somebody fall like that, you know you're going to get reprimanded. Yeah, that was crazy. Looked like uh, looked like a Grayson Allen foul. Right no, no, no. Don't put don't put Ubre in there with Grayson. <laughs> Grayson by himself. Sweep the leg. He by himself. Cobra Kai looking self. No sir. <laughs> Salute the Ubre, but but Grayson, yeah, yeah. His his he got a track record that says he dirty. He might be a nice dude. I don't know him personally, but man, he do some some stupid stuff. Yeah, I wonder he how he got, got punched in the face as a kid doing that kind of stupid stuff. I bet you Grayson probably got them tattoos too. You ever seen his paws? He got some mitts on him. He probably be smacking the <laughs> hell out of people. What you gonna do, huh? <laughs> he no little guy. He no little guy, man. He put together. I remember when he was a freshman. I was like, yo, that cat put together right there. He might be a little crazy, and I was right. You could just look at somebody and be like, yo, I, I bet you they crazy. Just do stupid stuff. 
miss a jumper, thought they should have made and just clip you or something. Yeah, that dude, I gave you, like, dude, I gave you ball. Shut up. If I take my ball and go home. <laughs> oh, that was him. That's it. That's it. Give me my ball. I'm out of here. I'm out. And see, you got another ball and punt that joint. Poof. Man. And then they sent, uh, the Pelicans sent Trey Murph to G League and he got busy. Well, I didn't know he went down. Yeah, I think he didn't score 30. I mean, he was getting buckets. Yeah, I think our basketball team, they'll be all right, but they need they need something else on the roster right now. They just – I don't think they have a true four that can, can really get buckets down low. Um, I like I like Gardner's game, but against ACC opponents, he's just a little undersized, so – you think Gardner like how Mike, Mike Scott was? Not, I mean, not that he is Mike Scott, but some remember Mike Scott was like the base side, the base line guard. Remember he had that baseline jumper. Oh, you you know who he reminds me of is yeah, who he really reminds me of, Travis who? Watkins. Come no, Travis, whoa, 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 Travis, Travis a bang you though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. Travis was a monster down there, he was a bro. Beast. Besides that, that's why I'm just thinking the size because Travis was undersized, but he was a beast down low. Travis was a low boy. Lucky lefty went at you. What? Now, Gardner, don't get me wrong. Gardner ain't, ain't no sucker now. He going to bang with you. But I think his game is more like like between Mike Scott before he got to the NBA. Well, like Mike just, I just remember Mike had that patented baseline jumper that it was just water. And I feel like Gardner, if I, I feel like Gardner got ability where he got that nice mid range game. Anthony Gill was like that too. Gill had a nice little midi. Yeah, but yeah. Gill, 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 Gill was he bang a little bit more. He was very physical. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I mean, Gardner is too. Gardner is too. Like I don't want to. I don't want people thinking I'm saying Gardner not physical. He he is like Gardner could play, like point blade player. He could play. I just feel like his game reminds me of somebody who could just a big man who just mit, just got that nice midi when you like need Brandon it. Bass. Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Bass. Oh, when he was on Orlando. Look at you. Took it back with the waves too. Brandon Bass kept the waves. Yeah, it seemed like it seemed like we just don't have a guard play this year though. You you gotta be able to you gotta be uh have those interchangeable guards that can go get their shot. It seems like um we don't really have that this year. Yeah. We're coming off the bench, yeah, what you what you looking for. That's 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 why I like I do like more sell transferring. It's like damn, that, that would have been another like guy that could at least give you some spurts of something. Of some type of some, because I remember they used to be excited about him when he was here. Now they just be think talking like he trash can juice. I'm like, yo, y'all used to brag about this kid a lot. Hulk, oh, we, Hulk, that, Hulk, that kid was shooting 35 percent from the field. <laughs> he was supposed to be a shooter, but he couldn't I'm shoot. Just, I'm just saying. I'm just all I do is return the energy. I remember when I used to be like, yo, because people used to be like, yo, he could shoot, he could shoot. I used to be like, where, like where? I'm still trying to figure it out. That's all I used to say. They'd be like, no, I'm telling you. And now that he gone, they're like, oh, he can't shoot. I'm like, but y'all used to be the main ones and he could, you know, like, he could shoot. Now, so, who who was Justin Anderson's shooting coach? Because that's what we need to be on, have on staff because 
I remember he looked like poo-poo from the outside his first year or two. And then he went to some shooting coach, and he's hitting all these threes. That's the guy we need on staff. Justin put in a lot of work, too. A lot. You're right, because Justin joint was janky promotion. All he would do was bam on you and block shots. Then all of a sudden, he started shooting like he was Joe. I was like, "Who? wait a minute. Who is that? Yeah, he was oh, that's you, man? When you start shooting like that? Man, you know? I think we would have had a natty right there if he didn't hurt his finger that uh, that year. Yeah, that hurt. Because you knew he had to leave. That that yeah. iron was too hot to come back. Speaking of Justin, <laughs> Justin McCoy should have stayed at Car- shouldn't have went to Carolina. He could have oh. stayed with us. <laughs> he over there getting splinters, man. <laughs> hey, Justin said he had need. Because I think I for, uh, somebody told me a story about why he maybe left. If I don't know if it was Carolina ever a part of recruiting or they came late, I don't know. But yeah, it 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 yeah, it don't look like it was a good decision right now. I know he's from Carolina, so maybe he wanted to be closer to home, but it doesn't look like it was worth it. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. If you just uh, uh, came up as a speaker, you can unmute whenever you're ready. Yeah, man, but that's all I got for today, man. I'm happy for the excitement with the program, love what the coaches is doing, love the, the recent commits and transfers and things like that. Uh, Xavier just came with his say, stay, stay tuned later this week. They're going to see more things as far as commitments. So when you got to recruit somebody that's still playing, that's playing on the squad saying stay tuned, then I'm going to be tapped in. I'm waiting. So. That's a beautiful thing right there. But salute to the coaches, man, for all that they doing, man. Reaching out, tapping in to all the all the local high schools here in Virginia and um just on the grind, man. And I'm excited. Spring game been announced. So make sure y'all there for that. That's at the top of the of the uh, space. You can see I share Brent Urban's tweet. You know, April twenty third. It should be your traditional you know, style of spring game. I know Bron treated like a um, a practice with with fans, but it should be back to what you guys are used to. So, it'll be your first time to see the staff and the players in full go action. So, market calendar is April twenty third, man. As always, y'all subscribe to the podcast, the Ballhawk Show podcast, on all major platforms. Make sure you go to iTunes, leave that review. Helps with visibility in the algorithms and uh. That's all we got, man. That's an hour. Until next Monday. Make sure y'all go check out OG Hudo. His is at 8 o'clock here on Twitter Spaces, 8 p.m. He be having his own own um, dialogue about the NIL and all the fan experience, ideas, and anything you guys want to tap in and talk about. So make sure y'all check that out, man. So I'll get this uploaded as a podcast episode later today. Got to go pick up my daughter from Track Riders. Y'all be safe. And we out of here. Wahoo wah. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.